Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 103, Survival Mode. My name is Jessie Ellertson and I am a certified life coach, a 15-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Before we get going on our topic today, I just want to talk to you about a couple of things I have going on in Simply Resilient. So the first one is that tomorrow is Military Spouse Appreciation Day, which is May 6th. And in honor of that, I just recently finished creating a year-long video course that I'm now selling alongside my coaching called Resiliency Training. I used to sell it that um, used to come with my coaching, but now it's kind of a separate one-time purchase. And I just finished getting that all organized and packaged up and ready to go for you all. And so in honor of Military Spouse Appreciation tomorrow, I am going to have it $100 off tomorrow. So normally it is $349 for 48 video lessons that uh, the idea is that you would listen to one a week for about a year, you know, 48, there's really 52 weeks in the year, but uh, four weeks in a month, you know, you listen to four videos a month and these videos will help take everything you're learning here on the podcast to the next level. And so whether you are in the thick of a deployment or preparing for one, watching these videos will boost what you're learning, boost your mental health, boost what you're working on and really help you um, just improve the, let's see, just improve everything that you're working on. So I wanted to make sure that you guys knew that was available. And whenever you're listening to this, that course is available. Um, But on May 6th, 2022, which is tomorrow, you will have access to a code that will give you $100 off your purchase. So definitely, if you are all interested in purchasing purchasing that course, which I highly recommend it, I have gotten great feedback from my clients that have been through that course It is just like the perfect next step for you if you are loving the podcast, but maybe aren't quite ready to work with a life coach. Just again, takes everything that you're already learning here a little deeper, a little bit more, you know, in the video I'm able to, in each video, I'm able to uh, have visuals and teach you more about the model and run more models with you, which is the core of all my coaching is that self-coaching model. And I use it a ton in the videos and it's, it's awesome. I am really, really proud of this and I'm so excited to get it out there for you guys. So if you go to my website, simplyresilient.net and go under work with me, the link to purchase the course is there. And if you purchase the course at any point tomorrow, when you click on that link, you'll go into the regular screen and I will have the code listed for you there on that purchase page saying, use this code at checkout to get your one day only $100 off military spouse appreciation discount. Okay, another little update that I want to give you guys, and then we'll get into the episode. Um, This is a personal update. Actually, it doesn't have anything to do with my business, but I'm just really excited about it and really proud of it. So I wanted to share it here with you guys on the podcast. So uh, this weekend is also Mother's Day, and there is a book being released, being published and released on Mother's Day called The Untold Stories of Motherhood. And I am now officially a published author, you guys. I'm so excited. So I was able to contribute a chapter to this. uh, It's a collaboration book. So there's 
maybe 30 chapters and maybe 20 different authors. Some of the authors contributed multiple chapters and some of us just contributed one chapter. And I did a chapter about my son, Keith, who was born as a stillborn baby when I was about six months pregnant with him and and my whole experience around that and the grieving journey that I went through all the way to the ways I've been able to heal and just the way that has changed me. And anyway, it's an, an incredibly important story to me. And I'm, I was just really, really excited and privileged to be a part of that project. So the book will be available on Amazon. And if you want a signed copy, you can purchase it directly from me by just sending me an email or a direct message, just letting me know that you're interested and I will get that information to you. One of the reasons why I was so excited to be a part of this is what I've already shared with you, just that it's a very meaningful story to me and just a very cool process to participate in. But the second reason that it's so exciting to me is that I have books in my head that I want to write. I have a few different really solid book ideas that I'm so excited about. And I, when I saw this opportunity to apply to be a part of this book, I thought, what an awesome stepping stone for me to just start at this kind of smaller level where I don't really have a ton of time to set aside for writing right now. And so I was able to just dedicate some time to write this chapter, which was much more manageable for me in this moment. And it's giving my brain so much belief that I am a writer. I am a published author. And now as soon as I'm ready, which I hope will be relatively soon, I'm going to start on my own full book. So I'm really, really excited about that. I have a couple of books that are life coaching concepts I have a personal kind of personal story memoir type book I want to write. And then I have a cookbook in my head, you guys. I have a cookbook that I want to design and publish. And that is just like a bucket list item of mine because I am obsessed with cookbooks. I don't know if you know that. I love cooking. I love reading cookbooks and I would love to write a cookbook. So those are some of the books that I have in my head that I'm really, really excited to at some point write and put out into the world. And hopefully that's going to be as sooner rather than later. Okay, let's get into it, you guys. Enough updates. So today we're talking about survival mode and I have touched on this throughout many of my episodes. It's a really important concept to me and it's something that I work with my clients on pretty regularly. But I decided that I wanted to put a lot of what I have learned about survival mode and a lot about what I teach my clients in this area all in one place, all in one episode. So as always, I like to start with creating awareness. So we're just going to first talk about what survival mode is just to understand it better. And as we understand it, we will be able to observe it in our lives in a more compassionate, understanding, curious, fascinated way instead of a judgmental way, right? And that is where we can make progress is when we're in that space. So survival mode can be described in a lot of different ways. And the one that immediately comes to my mind is kind of the intense and almost momentary survival mode. And that is often in the heat of the moment of a problem. I'll talk about the heat of the moment a lot. And this might be described as that fight, flight, or freeze moment, right? And the reason this one comes to my mind immediately is that those instincts that our body uses to go into fight or flight or freeze is what will help us survive that moment, right? It's it's like you're right in the trauma. You're right in the moment. You're right in the accident or the the death or the betrayal or the fear or the panic or the mistake, right? 
and, or the, or the fight, you know, whatever it is, you're right in that moment and your body is able to take over and help you survive that moment with survival mode. Now, the way I think that we use it a lot more and another important piece of it to understand is that survival mode is also kind of a state of being we can go into, right? A way we're living our life currently. So we're going to call both of these survival mode, but the one that I'm talking about is kind of that state of being uh, rather than that immediate fight or flight moment. So this survival mode as a, as a way you're living your life, as a state of being, uh, looks like focusing on what's happening right now, um, handling immediate issues and problems, putting out fires might be a way you would describe it, rather than it's, it's very reactionary, which is okay. You know, it's very uh, handling each problem as it comes up right in the moment, right? We're not thinking about the future a lot. We're not thinking big. A way that I like to encourage my, my clients when they're in survival mode is to envision themselves really zooming in. You zoom into your life and you take things a moment or a minute or an hour or a day at a time, kind of depending on your level of survival mode, right? And that zooming in, I feel like is a really great visual. And it's also a little bit more intentional rather than feeling at the whim of survival mode or at the whim of your brain telling you that there's no choices besides survival mode. Instead, you're saying, you know, I'm going through something incredibly challenging. It is temporary and I'm going to use survival mode to get through it. And when I'm in survival mode, I just zoom in. And another reason that that's a really great visual for living in survival mode is that if we're not careful, even when we're in survival mode and we need to be zoomed in and we're solving problems just moment to moment or, or day to day, our brain, if left unattended, which it often is, particularly in survival mode, is going to have a bit of a heyday with attempting to pull back, attempting to pull back from that zoomed in position. And what that looks like is it, it freaks out about things that are outside of your control. It freaks out about things that are possible in your future, but not, not necessarily even probable, right? So you're, you're in the thick of a, a betrayal, right? Or some other super hard challenge or trauma. And your brain is like, what are we going to do about school next year? You know, it throws something at you that is so far away and so outside of your control and so unknown to you because you are focused on today and the problem that's happening today. And there will come a time to pull back out a little bit and start solving further ahead problems and gathering information so that you can make decisions about your future and things like that. But when you are in survival mode, it is best to intentionally give yourself permission and intentionally stay zoomed in. And your brain will offer you those far away things. And you say, I'm not ready to solve for that yet. I don't have the information I need to solve for that yet. When I get to the point where it's time to solve that, uh, I'll, it'll be time and I'll know what to do and I'll have the information that I need. And so your brain really needs you to reassure it in that way, really needs you to, to tell it that that's the program. That's the plan is to stay zoomed in, and just say, what do I need to do next? What's the next thing on my list? What's the next uh, event in my day? What's the next need from myself or my children that I just need to solve right now, today, in this moment? And I can't, I don't have brain space or capacity to think about the future. Okay, so another aspect of survival mode that I think is really, really helpful and interesting to understand and it also helps you go to that place of, you know, compassion and, and curiosity rather than judgment and harshness is that survival mode is not just, 
I'm either in it or I'm out of it. It's not, it's not that kind of concept. It's, we, we tend to think, okay, I'm in survival mode. Now I'm not in survival mode, right? Like we tend to think it's, it's either or, but it isn't. Survival mode is actually existing in all the parts of your life. So often when we're right in the heat of the moment or right after, we are in survival mode across the board in every area of our life. And that's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Like, thank goodness we're able to go into survival mode and basically we're delegating so much of the work that we usually have to do to our autopilot, to our subconscious. We just go through the motions and we take care of our kids and we eat and we pay bills and we take showers and and all the things that we need to keep doing to function but we we save a lot of brain space for dealing with the challenge the pain the trauma the whatever it is right and that's survival mode we are able to do so much of what just needs to get done on that subconscious level on autopilot or, or however you want to say that so thank goodness we have this ability because otherwise we would just quit. We would just go to bed. And you know what? Sometimes you might even just quit for a little bit. But hopefully you can use survival mode to continue to function even in your hardest moments. What I want you to see though is that when we live in survival mode for a longer period of time, and that's a pretty subjective term, right? You might think survival mode for longer than a week is a long period of time. You might think survival mode for longer than a month is a a long period of time, but that's going to be different for each person. But when we tend to stay there for a while, things start to function better and better as we mend the issue and heal over time and solve certain aspects of the problem. And we're able to if you're able to look at your life in categories or, or topics or whatever, you can see, okay, I'm still in survival mode in this area, but I've been able to pull out of survival mode back to pretty regular mode in this other area. So I'm going to give you some examples. The one that comes to my mind immediately is when we are having babies. So when you have a newborn, you are in survival mode because you do not know the next moment you're going to be able to get a good stretch of sleep. You're not really sure when's the next time you're going to take a shower. Your, your schedule is so uprooted or upended, whatever, and is completely dedicated to this little human being that you're just getting to know, right? And they're unpredictable and there's tons of moments of happiness and bliss and there's tons of moments that are incredibly exhausting and challenging and stressful and if especially if you're a first-time parent it's all brand new to you but even if you're you have multiple children um you have more experience and maybe more confidence but you also have more children so you have like a toddler and a baby or whatever right so this is a moment whether whether you know if your pregnancy was incredibly challenging you might have needed to go into survival mode during your pregnancy and then just kind of stay there through the birth of the baby and you can see that over time as the baby gets to be four or five, six months old, they're starting to eat some solid food. They're typically sleeping a lot better by then. Uh, they are more, you know, they're more entertained by their environment rather than just needing to be held, right? You're able to come out of survival mode, hopefully, for the most part, in certain areas of your life. For example, hygiene. If you're, if you're in survival mode across the board it, when it's really, really hard, like maybe the end of your pregnancy through the first month of, of newbornness, you might go five days without taking a shower. That is what I call survival mode in the hygiene department, right? Because it's fine. You don't really need a shower. Uh, It's helpful when we shower every day as far as being pleasant to be around and uh, feeling good. And showers often 
especially regular showers often help us feel on top of things and ready to face our day and more awake and, and things like that. Showers are incredibly helpful, but we, we probably need to go into survival mode where we might go two or three or four or five days without showering uh, or washing our hair or whatever that might look like for you. And that might, that might be what survival mode for you is in that moment. You're also in survival mode when it comes to sleep, where you might take three naps a day. They might be 20 minute naps, but since you don't know how well you're going to sleep that night, you're going to get sleep wherever you can get it. And that's what survival mode in the sleep department would look like, right? You might be in survival mode as far as like your personal habits. Like maybe normally you exercise every day or meditate in the morning, right? And you going into survival mode when it comes to your personal habits might look like not doing any of those things for a while. You may be in survival mode when it comes to your marriage. Normally you have date night. Normally you uh, are intimate with each other regularly. Normally you are having meaningful conversations that are uninterrupted. But when you either feel terrible when you're pregnant or when there's a brand new baby, all of that might get put on hold for a while. And so you see how you look at your life kind of in the big picture and you say, when a baby is born, I go into survival mode, like across the board, even though you might not think like the across the board thing. But like I said, as you, as the baby gets a little older, you know, a few months later, things get a little bit more predictable, a little better schedule going. You start to pull yourself out of survival mode in some of those areas. So you might implement date night again. You might get some of your personal habits going again. You know, you might not take so many naps now that you know you're going to get at least like a five or six hour stretch at night, you know, whatever it is. And again, it's different for everybody. I'm just giving you some specific examples, but you can see how you might stay in survival mode in one area. Like if you have a baby who will not sleep at night, but they are getting you know older and all the other things I mentioned, you might stay in survival mode in just the sleep category, but start to pull out of survival mode in the marriage one and the hygiene one and the habits one, right? Those categories, because while you're tired and while you're not getting enough sleep and you're still trying to nap whenever you can, everything else is functioning a lot better. And so you're able to pay attention to your marriage and pay attention to your hygiene and pay attention to your habits and get more, get back to being more intentional with them. So I really like to show you guys that you can take a lot of different examples of what would put you into survival mode and see how it would break up into those areas. I think this is a really powerful way to look at survival mode because we tend to kind of think of it as an all or nothing thing. And if we notice that we're struggling in an area, then we judge ourselves and just say, oh, I just can't get out of survival mode. But as soon as we start to break it up, we see, oh, I'm actually doing really well in these areas. Like I'm managing our finances really well. Uh, My health is great and my marriage is doing awesome. But I've noticed that I don't make any time for like personal interests or hobbies or passions. And so maybe there was something that caused survival mode when it came to all of those areas, including like your hobbies, right? And over time, you pulled each thing, each category out of survival mode and back to relative functionality. And then you you just forgot about or missed the fact that you never got your hobbies going again, right? And and hobbies are totally, you know, it's just, again, another example, and they're totally um, optional. But I think that most of you here would agree with me that when we're making time for personal interests, for hobbies, for something that creates passion inside of us, we are a more well-rounded, uh, happier human being, right? And so it makes a lot of sense that when something goes really wrong or is really, really hard, that you would say, I'm going to kind of abandon my hobbies right now, along with most of my other areas. And that's survival mode. 
Uh, and so this is the next piece of this that I wanted to talk about, which is when we accidentally stay in survival mode past when we need it. And that's, that's almost always from unawareness, which is why I always start with it and why it's the key to everything. Because as soon as we realize that this is the way we can look at survival mode in these categories, and then as soon as we start to observe our life in that way, and then we gain that awareness and we realize, oh my goodness, I had no idea I was had stayed in survival mode. Uh, unnecessarily, accidentally in that area. And now that I know it, now I can do something about it. And so I have a couple of examples of this for you. The first one is sleep. So you guys know I have six kids and I had six kids in 12 years, which just caused my life to change from year to year, my, my schedule to change from year to year. And without being very aware or intentional, I, I was in survival mode through a lot of that when it came to a few areas. And again, I, I didn't look at it this way at this time, but now that I look back, I can analyze it in this way. So one of those areas was sleep. I love to sleep. It's very important to me. And it's always a very big priority to me to help my babies sleep well as quickly as possible so that I can get reliable sleep. But going through that newborn phase six times and even like not sleeping well when I'm pregnant and then even when your babies aren't newborns anymore and they're sleeping pretty well, kids tend to be up in the middle of the night for one reason or another, not every night, but when you have six, they kind of just take turns with some middle of the night nonsense is what I like to call it. So it might be that they had a bad dream. It might be that they wet their bed. It might be, you know, they just got up to go to the bathroom, but they woke you up, right? There's just middle of the night nonsense in addition to all the other things I described. And a combination of all of those things over the years caused me to just live in survival mode when it came to sleep. And what that looked like for me was, it felt very important to me to get sleep whenever I could. Meaning I would, it seemed so uh, unavailable to me to like set an alarm for an early time to get up before my kids. I would always just sleep as long as I could and my kids would wake me up and that was when my day started because I couldn't sleep any longer because my kids were awake. And then, you know, I like to stay up late so it didn't really impact me on the other end in that way. I would often stay stay up probably later than I should. Um, But then again, that just kind of reaffirmed the, okay, so now I just need to sleep as long as I can in the morning. I'll just sleep till my kids wake me up. And I remember realizing this one day, I remember realizing, wait a minute, my youngest is three we don't have, we have hardly any middle of the night nonsense. And I still have this little story that keeps me in survival mode when it comes to sleep, that sleep is scarce and it's unpredictable and who knows how much I'll get and who knows who will interrupt it. And because of that, I need to just sleep as long as possible. And so whenever I would think about, oh, I want to try to get up early to like exercise in the morning, I would just think, oh, that's not happening because who knows how much sleep I'm going to, you know, and then I would have that little story play out for me. And it made endeavors like that really challenging. And one day I realized, oh my goodness, none of that's really even going on anymore. I, you know, I have an occasional thing happen in the middle of the night, but it, it's it's nothing to what it was for, you know, probably a good 10 years of, of le- way less predictable sleep. And it was just such a cool realization to to see like, oh, all I have to do is just pull myself out of survival mode there, which in that moment just looked like me correcting myself when I would say that story. When I would say that story to myself, my my lower brain would offer me, you you never know how much sleep you're going to get tonight. I just reassured it a little bit. And I said, you know, we hardly ever have any middle of the night nonsense anymore. I get really good sleep predictably and consistently. I can set any kind of goal I want to set as far as, oh, I'm going to start getting up earlier. I'm going to, you know, any, any kind of sleep goal was available to me because I didn't need to be in survival mode anymore when it came to sleep. Another example 
is uh, hygiene. This is another funny one that comes from kids. I sort of, I used to blame all my problems on my kids. And now I see how my brain created that story because of my kids, but I keep the ownership knowing that my stories are always what create my problems or my thoughts are always what create my problems. And that's such good news because if I have a thought problem, then all it needs is a thought solution. So this is where kind of like I described earlier, when you're a stay-at-home mom of lots of little kids, you kind of don't know when you're going to get your next free moment to take a shower. And even when that free moment comes up, sometimes you would rather just relax a little bit or maybe take a nap or get a project done. Like like basically everyone's asleep or everyone's just you know entertained or whatever. And you don't always want to use that moment to take a shower. Uh, so your showers become very weird and sporadic and intermittent and un, you know, un, uh, inconsistent. And I had the same realization as I was beginning to analyze my life in this way and notice where I had accidentally stayed in survival mode, that there was absolutely no reason that I couldn't just shower every morning. Now that my youngest is, I mean, my youngest is, uh, almost five now, but at the time when I was realizing this a couple of years ago, my youngest was three and most of my kids were in school and I had the lots, my schedule was quite predictable. I, I just had, uh, you know, my kids could pour their own bowl of cereal. Like I had no reason to not just get up and take a shower where before it was like, oh, people would be crying and they'd be needing me. And, and that, you know, and I just didn't really know how many mornings would go. And it just, the schedule seemed so hard to solidify. And so now that I was aware of that, I could do something about it. And it was the same as pulling myself out of that sleep category. Okay, so now that we understand survival mode better and we know that it is awesome and one of our superpowers and we know all the ways that it really helps us and we know some awesome new ways to think about it, now I want to talk about why we want to stay in charge when it comes to survival mode because survival mode is not sustainable. And when we stay in survival mode, it comes at a cost. We have to live a much smaller life when we're in survival mode And that's exactly the solution when we're going through those incredibly challenging times. But we are not meant to stay there. We're not meant to live a small life. We're meant to intentionally pull ourselves back out of survival mode, at least in most areas. You might decide the problem hasn't resolved in this one area and I'm going to allow for myself to stay in survival mode in that one area. But I'm going to make sure that I'm pulling myself out of survival mode anywhere that I don't need to be in survival mode. And we want to make our lives big again. This is what looks like zooming out, right? We talked about zooming in when it's time to zoom in. We intentionally zoom back out so we can start to look at the big picture. We can start to look at our future. We can we have tons of options available to us. We can analyze things that are working well. We can look at our dreams and our desires and make plans and goals. And just that requires zooming out. That requires not being in survival mode. That requires living your life with more intention. It requires managing your mind and having tons of love and compassion and awareness and grace for yourself. Because living a bigger life, while it's more amazing, it's also harder. It takes more work. It has more options for failure, more options for things to be not go your way or be out of your control, right? And it is glorious, right? It's 50-50 either way. Survival mode is 50-50. There's where we've made our life very small so that we can manage it so much better. And there's just a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. And that's our small life. And then when we zoom back out and we make our life big again, it's 50-50. It is better, bigger and better and also harder. And that 50-50 comes right with us. 
So the way I often refer to this is thriving, right? It's survival mode and then thriving mode. I always want to say thrival mode, but that's not a word. Thrival is not a word, but I want it to like coincide with survival better and that's fine. So now I just want to talk to you a little bit about what, what thriving means and what thriving looks like. So thriving literally means to like develop vigorously or to prosper or flourish, right? That's to the actual literal definition. But a word that I like to use when it comes to thriving comes straight from my business name, which is resilient, resiliency. And so when I think about what thriving is, I think about that you are living your life intentionally, you're feeling more in control of your life than out of control of your life. You are managing your mind. You are handling the ups and downs. You're open to the ups and downs. You're enjoying the ups. You're learning from the downs. You're growing through it all. You're developing and evolving and changing. And I don't think we're meant to stay in thriving mode every second of our life, right? Thriving is awesome. And it's where we can really benefit from spending a lot of our time. But there's just seasons for each thing. So there are seasons, how, however short or long, that survival mode is necessary. There are seasons when we kind of are at a plateau and we're not really surviving or thriving. We're just kind of maintaining. And that's totally okay too. I think people do get a little intimidated by the word thriving because they maybe think it means they have to just be like doing amazing, incredible things. But I think really thriving can be as simple as really accepting our humanness and just making the most of this human life. And that includes accepting our reality, opening up to our experiences. And the resiliency part is, I think, just where we learn from the hard parts, where we grow from the challenges. So I want to tie all of this back into military life and particularly deployment life. The reason that I'm talking about this today for all my military wives out there who are listening, survival mode comes up a lot in military life and particularly during deployment. I don't know how you guys work through deployments and the challenging parts of military life, but for me, the only thing that felt available to me to get through was survival mode before I knew how to choose, before I knew how to be intentional about it before I knew how to manage my mind, before I knew how to give myself that grace and, and gift of survival mode, I was, I was, first of all, it felt like there weren't other choices. And then second of all, I was pretty hard on myself for needing to be in survival mode for that length of time. When I looked around at other people, even going through a deployment, it didn't necessarily look like they were in survival mode. It looked like they were doing awesome. And so I used that as you know ammo against myself. And now that I know how to do all those things I just mentioned, manage my mind and give myself space and grace and love and give myself permission to do what I need to do and feel what I need to feel and be open to all of it. I can now see that throughout a deployment and throughout military life, I can go in and out of survival mode as needed. I'm completely in charge when it comes to my survival mode. I give myself full permission to use survival mode to get through the hardest parts of life particularly the hardest parts of military life. And for me, those are deployments. Now, I don't need to stay in survival mode the whole deployment, and I don't need to be in survival mode across the board through a whole deployment, which again is what felt like was my only option before I knew how to look at it this way. I can decide intentionally to use survival mode in a couple of areas of my life to maybe relieve some of the weight that I have on me 
I'm not talking actual weight. I'm talking like metaphorical weight. Free up a little bit of room in my schedule by going into survival mode when it comes to hobbies or when it comes to volunteering at my kid's school, right? I go into survival mode by saying, I'm not gonna do those things. Even those things are important to me. I like doing them and I will do them again, but I'm going into survival mode in those areas to free up a little space in my schedule and in my brain so that I can get through this deployment better. And it's so empowering to me to look at survival mode in this way. I can go into survival mode for the first week of the deployment when I'm missing him so much and I can indulge in things maybe I don't usually indulge in. And then I can decide, okay, I'm ready to go back into more regular maintenance mode or even to thriving because we are finding our groove. We're finding our schedule. We, we have our systems in place. And I don't have to hunker down and lose a year of my life by just going into survival mode across the board and having it not, the choices not be available to me. I hope that you guys are loving this topic as much as me. I hope that as you learn about it and start to observe it in your own life, that you feel empowered to use survival mode as a superpower and to not let it come at such a cost by staying there either accidentally or even maybe intentionally, because now you may be able to see a way where you can break it up into different categories and intentionally pull yourself out of survival mode in places you don't need to be in survival mode anymore. And when you do that, your life opens up again and it gets a little bit bigger in each area that you come out of survival mode in. And for me, a big life is what I want. I want a big life. I want it to always feel available to me, even when sometimes I choose survival mode. And that is what I have for you guys today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? Then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going to my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.